Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America Babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Brother John, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, doing well, brother. All right. Everybody, welcome aboard. Today is Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. We're doing four shows back-to-back. That was Brother Michael Cummins, and now we're going to East Aurora, New York. We've got Pastor John Gogan on. Brother John, you want to open us in prayer? Uh, you bet. Uh, before I do that, let me reciprocate. So how, how are things there in Indonesia? How are you doing? We're doing okay. Uh, one day at a time okay. with Jesus. Uh, still working on uh, <laughs> various facets of our paperwork here, passports and things like that, and seeking God on our next move, either to another house here on the island or somewhere else. We don't know yet. Gotcha. But keep us in prayer. But we're, we're doing okay. Thank you for asking. You bet, brother. And, um, you know... Uh, Paul says very clearly that when one member of the body, you know, like like our physical bodies, if our 
you know, big toe is hurting. Uh, the whole body seems to <laughs> be concerned about it. And uh, same thing with believers. You know, uh, we can at least be praying for you uh, and your family that God would uh, place you exactly where he wants you in terms of geographical location there. And uh, amen, amen, amen. Yeah, let's open in prayer. Father, thank you for uh, just what you are doing in our lives. And we thank you that we can come to you at the at a moment's notice, at, at the drop of a proverbial hat, and that, as Jesus said, that you and he know exactly what we're going to say because you know what our thoughts are. And we have to have thoughts before we have words that express those thoughts. So thank you for hearing us. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for caring about us. We thank you for those three important, all important words in our lives. Grace, mercy, and favor. Where would we be without your grace, mercy, and favor? We relish it. We want it more and more in our lives so that we can do the same thing with others. Reflect the grace, mercy, and favor you show us. And Lord Jesus, that's exactly what you were saying with agape love, that all men and women will know that we are your disciples, your disciples, your followers, by our agape one for the other, especially among the brethren, but even to those who are not yet brethren. And we need to reflect that quality of love that can only be produced by the Holy Spirit operating in us, through us, as we give him that permission to produce that love in us and through us to others. Thank you for the broadcast. Thank you for Brother Shannon and his family who make so many sacrifices to make to ensure that this broadcast happens. And we know that through the many years now and the many broadcasts, we thousands, we just pray right now that you will use it to advance the kingdom of heaven against the kingdom of Satan, the kingdom of darkness. A lot of card-carrying members in the kingdom of darkness, but we thank you that we aren't and that we are in the kingdom, Father of your dear Son, the kingdom of light. We bind every wicked spirit within everyone listening from the strong man down to the lowest demon of rank power and form. We bind in Jesus' mighty name every wicked spirit within us, including the, list, the, the uh, speakers. And Lord God, thank you that we can utilize that authority of binding and loosing. We bind the demons or they, they're binding us. We loose angels and we can loose people from the demonic bindings. And thank you for the, Lord Jesus, your full gospel. 
What a privilege. What an honor. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will do his work that only he can do within our minds and hearts as we peer into the word this time, this hour. We cover us with the blood of Jesus. We cover all the equipment with the blood of Jesus. We bind all demonic interference with any of the equipment. And thank you in advance for all that you're going to accomplish. And we pray, we petition these things in Jesus' mighty name, the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Welcome back, Brother John. And one announcement, uh, folks, uh, most of you may know, but if you're here for the first time or it's been a while, uh, we are on a new broadcast schedule Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern. And also, we have all uh, MP3s now uh, going through Podbean platform. So we have two channels over there. All the new shows like we're doing today, Brother John, will be posted on our main channel at Podbean. But then I started something called the uh, Omega Man Reloaded Podcast. And what I'm doing is we've got a catalog now of over 10,000 broadcasts, the back catalog, and I'm going through and remastering each one and releasing them, starting with episode one forward. And so I put usually two of those up a day, just put up a couple for today. And so help yourself. Uh, You've got the new stuff, and then we probably got thousands upon thousands that people have never heard before, especially if you're new here for the first time. I mean, my goodness, you got enough content to keep you till Jesus comes back, if he should tarry. <laughs> so help yourself, uh, OmegaManRadio.com. Brother John, over to you. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, brother. It's been um, a pleasure. It's been a delight uh, to be on the broadcast all these years, and I thank you for the venue and I appreciate the trust of yourself and all those listening that I tell the truth and that I'm going to explain, exposit, uh, ex- uh, ex- Bible exposition, uh, the truth of God's word, and uh, also the truth that's going on as we've uh, discussed in previous broadcasts, the culture, uh, not only in the United States, but in the world, and how the enemy is doing their dead level best to engage us in self our own self-destruction remember the three things that jesus said about the enemy the thief the thief it's not just any old thief he actually says in john 10 the thief ultimately the personification of the devil himself who steals he's a thief he tries to steal from god getting glory he obviously can't do that because all creation gives God glory, uh, but he can really do. I got to hand it to him. He can do a good function in terms of keeping human beings, the penultimate of God's creation, from praising God. And that's why we got to be careful about what we sing, what we say, what we think, what's in our hearts. Because we're going to make sure that we fulfill the truth of Psalm 150, that everything that has breath, and you've got breath, I've got breath, praise the Lord. In Hebrew, let everything that hath breath, hallelujah, praise Yahweh, praise the Lord. 
I want you to turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10, and a verse I ran in my devotions this morning, ran across Hebrews 10.39. Before I forget, I wanted to mention that we have a have our summer conference, our summer workshop coming up in about a week and a half. That is the weekend of June 23rd. You be the herald. You be the proclaimer of the full gospel of Jesus Christ because this will be our 85th workshop. So you can do the math at three a year. Obviously, during the COVID hoax, we ended up uh, missing a few of them. However, we're back on schedule and this is our second one this year. We'll have one in the fall, our final one for the year, Lord willing, Lord enabling, the weekend of September 8th. It's a non-NFL in-town weekend. That is, the Buffalo Bills aren't playing uh, in town that weekend. Otherwise, all the hotels are taken by Canadians and by people who travel from the Northeast, around the Northeast, to uh, watch the games. So, all that to say, plan on coming. Plan on coming and being a part. We would love to be able to meet you personally, give you an Agape Bible Church hug, and welcome you to these wonderful times of freedom and solid teachings in the full gospel of Jesus Christ. They are entitled Spiritual Warfare and Deliverance Workshops. You say, well, Pastor John, I've, I, you know, I've called some people and they just, well, you keep on calling. You know, if you're a salesperson, salesman, saleswoman, you, you know, you've, you got to make uh, more than one call to get a, to get a, uh, someone responding. Sometimes you got to make 10 calls and so one person responds. So don't be gun shy. Uh, one effective way that I recommend to people, which I've done myself, is to send them a booklet, send them some material, either in your own personal library on deliverance, on spiritual warfare, to kind of whet their appetite, to kind of uh, to kind of give an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to connect the proverbial dots for them to open the eyes of their understandings. To see that, wow, some of my problems in my life are evil spirits who drive me, who torment me, who harass me. They're good at driving us. If you've ever woken up in the middle of the night, you can't get back to sleep, you're being driven. Especially during the witching hours of 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. So, Give out a booklet. Tell them, I'll give you two weeks and I'll be, be back in touch with you. And then begin to disciple them. Remember, our command as Christians, as ones belonging to Christ, that's what Christian means, or one with Christ, is to make disciples. And many of the Christians I meet and come in contact with they're woefully deficient in making disciples, sadly. 
Well, they're missing out on the blessings. So, just encouraging you in terms of a practical way that you can not only attend one of our fine conferences, but also to bring someone or some two with you. And maybe you can, Megan. Maybe they can. If you'd like a flyer, we can send you one by way of email or regular mail. There's still time left. And you can contact us here at the church office. Speak with Kathy, with a K, Kathy. She's my part-time secretary and my wife. Speak with Kathy. The number is 716-AREA-CODE-655-5008. 655-5008. We begin at 6 p.m. on Friday night. We go until about 10, sometimes at a little bit after 10. Earlier years, we used to, you know, what is this, 28, 29 years now? Uh, earlier years, we used to go till 11, 11.30 midnight. Then we'd go out to eat afterwards, some of us. I wouldn't get to bed till 2 in the morning. So we call it a workshop because you work. I mean, if it's a sleep shop, well, we get plenty of rest. But it's not. It's a workshop. And then Saturday, let's say, well, I can't make it Friday night. Maybe you can make it Saturday. Saturday, we we could begin at 11 o'clock. And we go till about 10 o'clock. So it's a good 11 hours. But there's fine fellowship. We have a catered lunch free and we have uh, excellent teaching from God's word teachings from God's word and opportunities Friday Saturday and Sunday that's why you want to come Friday as well opportunities for deliverance and healing prayer there are some listen there are some problems in your life that are not um, resolved except through active, deliverance and healing prayer and i mean commanding demons out it's exactly what jesus did it's exactly what the disciples did and i believe the remnant down through two thousand years of church history so come and get some help come also and maybe even more importantly to be an encouragement to others to be hungry to learn to be Laying, as I put it, a strong foundation of understanding in deliverance truth. Like discipleship, woefully deficient, most Christians I have found over the years, in these areas. You don't be one of them. And of course, Sunday we start at 10.30 a.m. with Sunday morning service, and there's another opportunity for prayer. We have testimonies, great testimonies. I'll tell you, the last spring workshop Sunday was incredibly powerful and praise God the Lord gets all the glory all the praise and all the honor for now for the broadcast here on Omega Man Radio thank you for listening Hebrews chapter 10 and let's pick it up at verse 39 well let's back it up to 38 I love uh, this uh, quote of Habakkuk Turn in your Bibles, turn in your iPhones, Samsung, Androids, or whatever format 
unless you're driving a car, a vehicle, do not take your eyes off the road. Maybe someone's with you and they can turn and and uh, we can read. You listen. Yeah, please. Thank you so much. I want to make sure everybody's safe. Verse 38, 38 I'm sorry, of Hebrews chapter 10. 38 says, and this is the word of God, quoting Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4, but my righteous one shall live, that is God's justified child, shall live how? Shall live by faith. This is the very text in Romans, quoted there by Paul, and I believe Hebrews was written by Paul, the apostle as well. Could have been Barnabas, could have been someone else. Ultimately, the Holy Spirit, through the human author, I believe Paul. But my, this is the word of God, but my righteous one shall live by faith. We get in by faith, only by God's grace. We stay in by faith, only by God's grace. And we get to heaven by faith. And we live eternally by faith. Although when we get there, we don't have to have faith anymore because we're seeing, as Paul admits in Corinthians, we're, you know, our eyesight is, we don't have to believe anymore. We've seen it. We're, we are seeing it. We have seen it. But we live the Christian life here on earth by faith. Never forget that. And when the great Roman Catholic theologian monk Martin Luther Dr. Luther the most diligent the most faithful monk Roman Catholic monk in his order there in Germany when he read this he didn't see works he didn't see sacraments he didn't see human good works he said the just or the righteous one, my righteous one, God says, shall live by faith. And that's what got his attention. And that's what eventually led to him questioning so many doctrines, teachings, ideas, tenets of the Roman Catholic Babylonian dead religion. Here's what I want to stress, though. Let's continue. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. This is God's indictment on those who claim salvation, but do not possess real salvation. They shrink back. They walk away from the faith. John in 1 John 5, 1 John 5, I believe it is, listen, he explains it that the ones who left that particular local church or local body, he says they they left because they proved they weren't of us. He says if they were truly of us, 
they would have stayed with us. But by the fact that they didn't, proves they were never really born again to begin with. Thank God for adversative conjunctions. Look at verse 39. But, he says, we, including himself, are not of those who shrink back. Stop there. But we are not of those, among those who shrink back. If you shrink back, proving you never possessed true salvation, God has no pleasure in you, of course. He says, but we're not like that. People, that's good news. We are not like that. Like those who shrink back to destruction. No, what do we do? We press on. The great French theologian and again former Babylonian Roman Catholic who followed in the footsteps of Martin Luther, John Calvin. If you've never read Calvin's Institutes, read it. Wow, you're just like amazed at the depth of this man's knowledge and insight from the Holy Spirit into the Word of God and into the Christian life. He called it the perseverance of the saints. That is, those who are saved, and that's what the Bible calls you, by the way, a saint. You're already a saint if you're born again. The perseverance of the saints doctrine. That those who are truly born again will persevere until the end. Agreeing perfectly with what I just stated a few moments ago by the Apostle John in 1 John, his first epistle. That when you persevere, you prove you've got the real disease. But we are not. We persevere. We are not of those who shrink back. Shrink back in what? We don't shrink back from the faith, the body of doctrine, the basic core doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. What we call, based on Mark 16, Matthew 28, the full gospel, the whole gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, not just salvation, as important as that is, the most important thing, but also inclusive, including deliverance and healing. And I add, complemented with all the genuine spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit. That is what we're aiming for in a local church setting, among a group of believers and what God wants to produce. Now, I want to, you know, I think it was, I think it's Derek Prince who talks about the reality and why he loves to do it. He calls, I think the British call it, re, let's see, we, we call it review. Uh, reviewing truth is so 
absolutely essential when it comes to the Word of God. And the reason Paul, the apostle, identifies it, because it's so easy to forget. In fact, we get demons of forgetfulness, destruction of the mind and related, who actually work, religious spirits, will actually keep you from remembering, from understanding the truths of the Word of God. So important, so essential to review the things of the core truths. I'm talking the basic salvation, deliverance, and healing truth of the Word of God and the core doctrines of the Christian life. The deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, Christology. The virgin birth, the miraculous virgin birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The perfect, righteous life that he lived. And of course, many other core truths. But I want to go to John chapter 14 and verse 12. John chapter 14 and verse 12. You know, the Gospel of John is unlike the other Gospels. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic Gospels. Just a big word meaning they see essentially the same things. They cover the same basic areas of Jesus' life and ministry. John's different. John covers John chapter 14 I want to go to. John covers primarily the last week of Yeshua's ministry. It's known as the Passion Week. That week of days directly before the crucifixion, the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the commissioning that he gives us as believers. First the eleven genuine ones, and then all of us down through church history. I call it the remnant, the ones who have been faithful to the truth. I distinguish between Christendom and true Christianity. There's a lot of Christendom out there. There are few genuine Christians who are practicing true biblical Christianity. Let's pick it up at verse 12 in John chapter 14 if you're there. And this is the line of reasoning, the kind of a, a progression in scripture of, as to how God brought me into the full gospel. You could call it the truly full gospel 101. John chapter 14 and verse 12, this is the word of God. Jesus is answering one of the disciples, Philip. Philip's question is, or statement is, show us the Father. 
and we'll be satisfied. Jesus just referenced our Heavenly Father, God the Father. And by the way, Jesus is not our Heavenly Father. Jesus is our Master. He is our Lord. He's our Deliverer and Healer. He's our Rabbi, our Teacher, or an Aramaic Rabboni. But He's not the Father. How do you know that? Just in the Sermon on the Mount. The very basic beginning in Matthew. Five. Chapter six. In the Sermon on the Mount, he gives the model prayer. And by the way, it's not the Lord's prayer. It's not the Lord Jesus Christ's prayer. It's the model prayer that he gives. In terms of a skeletal structure that kind of you know lines up with cats. Confession, adoration, thanksgiving. Supplication. Praise to begin with. Our Father who art in heaven. Holy is your name. Totally set apart. Holy different than us. W-H-O-L-L-Y. And Jesus says what? Our Father, God the Father, who is in heaven. Jesus was on earth when he said that. So, he's not the Father. The Father was in a totally different location than the Lord Jesus Christ, who was on earth. And you know the rest. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as your will is done, quickly and efficiently and automatically in heaven. May that happen on earth. So Jesus, after being questioned, if you will, you can put it in the form of a question, Lord, can you show us the Father now? Brought the heavens, we want to look in the, into the third heaven. We want to see him on his throne and wave to him. <laughs> Whatever. And Jesus says, have I been so long with you, verse 9, that and you've not come to an understanding, a realization, to know me, Philip? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's like a, it's like a picture of a dad and a son, and the son's the spitting image of the father, of the dad. How can you say, show us the father? Do you not believe that I'm in the father and the father's in me? And by the way, we're not the father when the father's in us and we're in the father. No more than Christ is in us and we're, we're in Christ. We still say, stay, remain separate persons. He says, the words that I say to you, verse 10, we're just reading the immediate context. I don't speak on my own initiative. But the Father abiding in me does his works. He's speaking through me. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father's in me. If, and if you won't believe that, the truth, believe because of what I do. You see what I do, exactly what the Father wants and pleases him. Now, I want to zero in at verse 12. He says, truly, truly. And when Jesus says, truly, truly, I think your King James is, is verily, verily. Truly, truly. Of a truth of a truth. I say to you, the one, he 
or, or she, who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go back to the Father is the sense here. When he finishes his cross work, resurrects from the dead, he returns back to the Father, sends the Holy Spirit 50 days later, the day of Pentecost, and we can do a whole lot more because we have the Holy Spirit, as he admits, acknowledges, not only with us, but he's in us. And he empowers us with the same resurrection power that the Father used to raise his son from the dead. And I said to myself, oh, wait a minute. Jesus says here in verse 12, the works that I do, he will do, she will do, and greater. Well, I wasn't as concerned about the greater. I just wanted to nail down what were the works that he did. What was Jesus primarily concerned with? Doing, committed to, sold out to God the Father's will. And that's the question I asked based upon John chapter 14 and verse 12. We're talking about truly full gospel, 101. What did Jesus do? Well, let's turn to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1. We're going to look at verses 21 through 24. Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 24. I love Mark. It is action-packed. Forget the superheroes on the movies. This gospel, talk about action, and action-packed. It's Mark chapter 1 to 16. But I want to zero in because we're asking the question, all right, Jesus, the things you do, we can do, and greater things because you're returning back to the Father. What did Jesus do? One of my favorite chapters in Mark's gospel. Here's what he was concerning himself with. In doing the Father's will, being perfectly led by God the Holy Spirit. Look at verse 21. So he and his disciples, they says they went into Capernaum. In Hebrew, Kafar Nahum. Village of Nahum, probably the prophet earlier in, in his history. Capernaum. And immediately on the Sabbath, what does he do? He goes to church. Remember, under the Old Covenant, the Sabbath was it. Under the New Covenant, the Lord's Day, Sunday, is it. Colossians is clear. Paul says, you know, we don't, we don't do Sabbaths anymore. We don't do feast days anymore. We don't turn back to Judaism because Christianity is the fulfillment of it. Christ fulfilled it all. And he enters the synagogue and he began to do what? He began to teach. 
People, sharing the truth with others is what Jesus did. Let me ask you a question. Who are you sharing the truth with right now? And I mean the basic core truth of Christ's gospel, of the word of God, salvation, deliverance, and healing, complemented with all the genuine Holy Spirit gifts. Who are you talking with? And of course, if it's salvation, then what unbeliever are you sharing salvation truth with so they can become a believer? And they can also be blessed with deliverance and healing. So he goes into into the synagogue, right? And look at verse 22. And they were amazed at his teaching. Why? Why? Because he was teaching them as one having authority. He had no equivocation. He had no doubts as to what he was saying. He really believed it. He's teaching the Old Testament. That's all they had. So he he opens the scrolls and he begins to teach. And verse 23, just then, what happened? What happened as he went to the synagogue? A man manifests during the service. Could you imagine the average church if that happened? They would come and get him and throw him out. They wouldn't understand what was happening. They would think he went crazy. He must be on medication. He must be under the influence. Well, he is under the influence of demons. They wouldn't know what to do. And the same thing was back then. They didn't know what to do. Jesus knew what to do. So here this man is manifesting in in church, by the way, in synagogue, with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, That is the spirit through him. What business do we have with with each other, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? We've been sentenced to the lake of fire. Are you going to throw us in the lake of fire? Have you come to destroy us? And let me remind you, if you don't destroy them, They'll be destroying you. Don't ever forget that. You can't just say, like too many Christians, well, if I leave them alone, they'll leave me alone. No. Just the opposite. One of the smartest mammals that God made lives in in the sea, and they're called orcas. They are incredibly intelligent. God gifted them with a, I don't know what their IQ is, but it's high. (laughs) Not human, but it's high. And the demons, like the orcas, act like they're not there or they're, they're disinterested in you. And let's say it's a seal. Uh, or a walrus on the surface of the water 
And orcas are mammals, so they have to breathe. They got to come up to the surface, like whales, like porpoise, dolphin, etc. They don't have gills. And what they'll do, uh, for instance, if it's a school of fish, the orcas will start doing bubbles through their breathing hole, and it'll confuse the fish, and the fish will start, you know, swimming in different directions. And uh, instead of a, a uniform school, and they take advantage of it because all they do is come up, they open their mouths, and that's exactly where the fish go. The fish think they're safe. They're just swimming around, you know. They're darting back and forth, and the ocean's there. Is sky's the limit, so to speak, or the ocean's the, the the unlimited for them. But the orcas are extremely intelligent, and you'll have three or four or five in a pod come right up and start feeding. Well, that's what Satan does. Satan acts like he's, you know, the demons act like they're swimming away. Yeah, don't bother with us. Yeah, we're no problem. We were all kicked out when you got saved. Yeah, we're not even here. Yeah, don't worry about it. Then all of a sudden, bubbles start coming, and they got you. They're predators going after you, the prey. And I believe that's why Jesus, on this Saturday of a specific weekend when he went into the synagogue and began teaching. I think he started exposing them. We call it clearing the underbrush. You know, you got to clear the brush in order to see who's, who's lurking there and then go after him. And the demon cries out, can you imagine how surprised they were? What? We know this man. He's been in the synagogue for 25 years, 40 years, 10 years. What's a demon, an unclean spirit talking out of him? We're Christians. We can't have demons. <laughs> well, he was an Old Testament saint. And the demon, have you come to destroy us? Listen, I know who you are the Holy One of God. There's no atheism among Satan's kingdom. They know God. They knew God very well before they rebelled against him. Uh, no one says God doesn't exist. They tell us that when they know just the opposite. Listen, they knew Jesus. And what does he do? He commands them out. He commands them out. He does what we call deliverance. I call it freedom prayer. In fact, the whole full gospel is freedom prayer. Prayer for salvation, that's freedom from the penalty and power of sin in your life, in my life. Healing, freedom from sickness and disease. Deliverance, freedom from unclean spirits. Yeah, 
It's all about freedom. I remember there was a skeptical Christian author many years ago who wrote a book. Listen to the title. I think it was G. Richard Fisher. No, G. Fisher Richardson or something. Yeah, and he wrote a book. I was delivered from deliverance. And when you really analyze it and think about it, it's like saying I, I was freed from freedom. Why would you want to be freed from freedom? Are you crazy? You know, and he's just set up all these caricatures of what the full gospel is, what deliverance is, and I was freed from freedom. So you want to be bound? It's like saying I want to be in jail, handcuffed, ankle bracelets against the wall. Why would you why wouldn't you want to be freed from jail? The demon goes into convulsions. Jesus casts him out. Commands him out. That's what you got to do with him. And if you got some in you, which you do, because all they need is sin to open the door, open the barn door, and they come in. He commands him out. And so should his followers be commanding them out. So the man's thrown into convulsions by these evil spirits. And there was a shriek, a loud voice. The demon used his, the strong man spirit. I'm sure there were others who left with him. Used his vocal voice box, his larynx. And the demon left. He came out of him. If you come out of somewhere, uh, guess what? The assumption there is you were in somewhere. If you've come out of a room, it means you were in the room. You walked past a room, doesn't mean you're in there. The imagery here is clear that this demon was inside the man who came to church that day. And people, the result was, if you close out this section, that they were amazed with what Jesus did. He spoke with authority and he kicks demons out. Others have done it, but they don't leave. They leave when he commands. People of God, sheep of the Lord Jesus Christ pasture. Let's pick it up at verse 34. And let's go to 32. And when even this is the word of God. When evening came, after the sun had set in the sky, they began bringing to Jesus all who were ill, you know, they were sickly, and those who were demon possessed again poor translation they've jumped from pure translation into interpretation demon possessed demon if someone's deliverable they can't be possessed by the demon 
because Jesus Christ, under the new covenant, owns them. So how are we to understand that? Well, there are only two ways that demonization is proposed in the original language of the New Testament, the Greek language. That's the language the Holy Spirit inspired in the beginning. Translated into many different other languages, thank God, and inspired. But as we look at the text, it's really just demonized. The, the, the word is almost, they call it transliteration. It's almost letter for letter what, what the Greek is. The Greek word is daimonitsomai, demonized. Daimonits, z, daimonizomai, you could say. And it really, it truly is demon, demonized. It means to be under the influence of demons from within. If you are, are stopped by a state policeman, a county sheriff, local police officer, for under the influence, DUI, by definition, the alcohol has to be in you. It's in your bloodstream. It's in your brain matter. It's affecting your judgment. So if you're under the influence, well, if you're under the influence of demons like alcohol, they got to be in you. And they are. You can't be stopped and charged with DUI. And by the way, you might as well kiss $10,000 goodbye. Because that'll be, probably be what it'll cost you to get out and get your license back and so forth. Very costly sin. To be demonized. To be under, in, under the influence of alcohol. The demons are in us. And that's all it says. It doesn't say demon-possessed. The other, uh, the other phrase, by the way, other, you know, in, in John chapter eight, when Jesus is being accused of, uh, you know, essentially he's got powers, but it's he's an Egyptian magician that he picked up these uh, these powers when he went to Egypt, fleeing with his parents, fleeing from Herod, Herod's edict of killing two year olds and under. Yeah, he has powers, but he he, he gets it from Beelzebub. He gets it from Satan. He's doing supernatural, but it's the devil. And people, the Holy Spirit doing it through, in and through him is actually, that's blasphemy against, against the Holy Spirit. Neither forgiven in this age, Jesus says, or the age to come. Dangerous, extremely dangerous position to be in. So as we're recapitulating, reviewing, I think that's the word Derek Prince uses. Recapitulating, reviewing. Jesus says, John 14, you'll do what I do in greater things. All right, well, what did you do? We're looking at this. We don't have a lot of time left, so we'll pick it up, Lord willing, 
Lord enabling the next time together. Fantastic. Brother John, great word today. Um, give out your contact information. How do people reach you in your ministry? Yes. Hello. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, our church website, East Aurora, New York, and uh, I, I tell people who are uh, who I just meet or, you know, I'm just bantering. Well, where's East Aurora? It's Western New York State. They call it here the Niagara frontier of Western New York because we're in the Niagara region and we have Niagara Falls less than an hour from us, northwest of us. And it's also the world headquarters for Fisher-Price Toys. If you've ever seen one or played with one when you were younger, they've been around uh, for quite a while here in the U.S., but we're in East Aurora, New York, and it's Agape Bible Fellowship. Our website is agapebible.net. Agapebible.net. You can also avail yourself of some tremendous reading. As I've stated many times before, Brother Shannon and I are bibliophiles. That's right. Or I don't know what... I don't know how to pronounce it. Bibliophiles or bibliophiles, lovers of the lovers of books. Yes. And this, the, our book room, our book room, and we've shipped to Taiwan, we've shipped to Ireland, we've shipped to Australia, we've shipped to you know Europe, we've a lot of different places. Canada, of course, internationally, and of course nationally. But you can find out. Some of the materials we have, because we have 700, and I think 400 are listed, at agapebiblebr.com. Agapebiblebr.com. And I am not ashamed to say that some of the best on deliverance and spiritual warfare, that's available. Because there's a considerable amount of I would call it deliverance trash, not worth reading, out there. And many of them that are good, end up being good, they, they copy some of the materials by Derek Prince, Pastor Wynn Worley, Frank Hammond, and kind of regurgitating you know, that material. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course, but there are, as I said, there is some there are plural there are some materials you don't want they they just cause confusion and you don't want uh, to get into uh, theophastic deliverance which really ends up not being deliverance and many of the teachers who are out there just pushing it as a money maker as a gimmick and Remember the conference we have coming up. You will rise up and call yourself blessed for being a part. And we're accessible. We're about three hours northeast of Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, so you can kind of gauge time-wise about 3.5 hours, three and a half hours north of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I had several meetings back in the 90s in Manhattan and Long Island, New York City, about 400 and some odd miles away from us. And I actually remember coming back 
late at night on a Saturday night. I had Sunday morning service. So it was kind of a mini workshop Friday and Saturday, exhausting weekend physically, but a real blessing to others. And I think I made it back over the George Washington Bridge like six, about six and a half hours. And I think I stopped a couple of times for gas and restroom. So you can do it in six and a half, seven hours. And we would love, of course, from my hometown, New England, my home state, Massachusetts, uh, you know, you can do it in seven hours as well or less, depending upon where you are in Massachusetts and in New England. But come out for our conference. Come out and be blessed. If you enjoyed our time together in terms of the teachings, and we'll be uh, continuing those teachings, the kind of Deliverance 101, uh, what did Jesus actually do, and then his disciples pick it up, what are we to be doing? Um, that's kind of what we've been talking about. And... As I said, if you have any questions, we can send you by way of email our conference flyer. And on the second page, there's, uh, you know, some hotel information. And we would love, be delighted to see you, even if you can only make it Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, or just Friday and Saturday. Please take the time, make the time. Make it a priority. You will, you will be blessed. Your loved ones will be blessed. And with the kids out of school, now is the time to travel. So just encouraging you to do so. Any more questions, anything I can help you with in terms of basic theology and Bible questions and so forth, feel free to call the office here, 716-655-5008. 716-655-5008. You can ask questions also on our church website. And um, I broadcast on Sundays from noon until 4 p.m. We take about a 20-minute-plus break in between. So it's about three and a half hours of of actual uh, service. And uh, I even have done, for years now, uh, two or three years, the uh, uh, kind of what I call a mini-group deliverance at the end of my message. Opportunity for freedom. And many have gotten some wonderful freedom. You can locate me on Facebook on Sundays at noon Eastern Time. Agape Bible Fellowship. Pastor John Gogan, G-O-G-U-E-N, and as a Nancy. Easter War in New York. Because there are other Agape Bible churches out there. I guess they liked our, I mean, we've been that for over 30 years, and I guess they liked our title, so they uh, borrowed it, but uh, you we're the only one, Agape Bible Fellowship, Agape Bible Church, East Aurora, New York, and as I said, you can pull us up, link, call the church office if you'd like us to send you the link for Sundays, and of course, uh, be present and accounted for. We'd love to see you. Uh, anytime I've told pe- I've relayed to people, you know, even if you can make it from Pittsburgh on one Sunday a month, come on up, be encouraged and be an encourager, be a, be a Barnabas. We would love to see you. And um, we do have uh, uh, local service for people who want to come uh, and and uh, be present uh, in living color, as I put it. And we would love to see you. But uh, Brother Shannon, once again. Thank you for the privilege of being back 
on Omega Man Radio, and uh, we uh, we appreciate you, my friend. Also, likewise to you, we love you, and thank you for coming on. That was a great word. We'll see you again real soon. You bet. God bless you. Bye bye. Thank you, friends. Stay tuned. We're going to go to our next program. We've got um, Brother Joseph Ferrara coming up next. Here we go. Stand by for a mix of our reset. 